0: welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Karen Sarlow. And I'm Kelly Sarlow. And today we have a guest with us. This Saturday morning we have Gaston Vincent. Um, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Good. So um, we did a podcast a while ago Gaston in, um, where um, we were phoned um, late at night uh, to do search and rescue And the young child's name is Alexi. So we've just given the first name, that's it. And to protect her privacy. And during that podcast, we discuss and go into detail some of the things that Kelly and I went through uh, doing a search and rescue together. It was the first one we did um, together It was also the first one we did all the way through a whole night from 10 o'clock at night until seven o'clock the next morning. Um, And we we know that you were part of that, and we thought that today's show could be your experience um what you went through that evening, and also uh, because i don't I don't remember a whole lot of it, and I think you were saying that Kelly, you were f- not remembering absolutely everything about it either eh
2: yeah, I think i I blocked out some of the things that had happened,
0: okay, so we're hoping that as you kind of go through what happened, how you got called. We're going to we're just going to kind of let you tell the story and then we're going to jump in and ask you questions. Is that okay? Yes, it is. Okay. So first of all, how how did you get called? You're some dude in Sturgeon Falls and how did you get called for a search and rescue? Why you?
1: Uh I got called. Usually I get called on my pager, but my pager was off and a neighbor called and said, "Are you coming?" And I was like, coming where, like what's going on?" And I said, "Well, there's a little girl that's been missing since three o'clock, and it was eight thirty nine o'clock by then, so I got dressed and went to the site and do what I had to do and then Cindy called me my wife and said, "You should try to call Karen and find out if she can help and
0: back up, yeah. holy crumb so." You're sitting in your house and you get a call saying that there's a kid missing. You have three daughters. Yes. This is a little girl missing. So right off the bat, like my head goes to, your heart's got to be pounding.
1: Oh, it was pounding and it was like, okay, how how are you going to go about this to find this little girl that's been missing for six hours at this point and who's there to help and what have they done so far and... yeah. This could be my girl that's gone in the bush and disappeared yeah. and
0: Yeah. So did you know much about it when you when you first arrived? Did you know what why why is she missing? And like we now know she's missing in the bush. So you're arriving outside. This isn't in a mall. You're arriving outside. Yes. That's right?
1: Yes. At and a campsite.
0: At a at a campsite. Yes. So she had been at a campsite. Okay.
1: Yes. She was camping with uh relatives uh and when i got there i had no clue how come she was lost because it's a big campsite figure you know on a campsite you get lost on the campsite people freak out a little bit but it was like no she's in the bush and it was like okay why but um she'd gone blueberry picking and got off the trail by a little bit too much and then stood up and didn't know where she was
0: oh wow Okay, I think a lot of people in Northern Ontario can relate to blueberry picking. Yes. And can relate. <laughs> you're laughing at me. But... I and I'm, because I'm fit in my 50s and we, we did, we picked a lot of blueberries. Yeah. I, I, maybe the younger generations think, don't you buy those in the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> Why would kids be in the bush picking these things? Uh, yeah. But when you're in Northern Ontario, it's a fun thing to do. It's a social thing to do. Yes. It's a family, uh, as far as I can remember, it's a family event. So, yes. okay, so when you arrive, there are... Are there any groups out there or is it just, is it organized?
1: It's organized. Uh, the local, uh, search and rescue team was there and then cops, firefighters, volunteers of any sort, half of the community was actually there saying, we want to help. We want to help.
0: How did everybody hear this so fast?
1: Uh, Internet, like everybody else, Facebook.
0: I was just going to say, because you had
2: mentioned that your wife, Cindy, had uh, called you and and asked to invite us into the search. Yes. And it was actually Mm. another um, woman who had texted me through Facebook, so I guess sent me a Facebook message, Mm. and said, do you know any information about this young woman? Mm. So it wasn't even Cindy that had originally contacted us, but throughout the night, we ended up getting connected.
1: Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. so Cindy tells you, um, or suggests to you to call us. Yes. And then you phoned us. Yes. Directly.
1: She texted me your phone number and then. Okay. My phone. Okay. Can
0: you remo- can you refresh me about this phone call?
1: Yeah. Uh, at first, I just when I got on the on the campsite, I went directly to search and rescue in charge. Said am i looking for because i had no clue what she looked like so they gave me a picture and then a few minutes later cindy told me you know you should try to call karen so she texted me your number i called you guys up and it was really weird because you you went through all the motions of okay we gotta i gotta get approval i gotta Get some information from you to say, yes, this is this, the girl that I'm seeing. And so you started describing her, and I was like, wow, I've seen a picture of her, and you're telling me exactly what I saw in the picture. Okay. That was pretty, gave me goosebumps to a certain extent.
0: Okay. And I want to clarify that at this point, I haven't been on Facebook. I haven't seen a picture of her. I didn't know there was a missing person at this point.
2: No, because I walked in, we were getting ready for bed, and I walked into your bedroom with my cell phone and said, there's a missing child. Um, do you get any information? Okay. This was probably moments before we had connected with Gaston. Okay. And you started describing this little girl, and then I guess when the two of you connected, that's when you were offering the information again, and Gaston was actually able to affirm it.
0: Oh, so important. Yeah. Without the affirmation that you can give Gaston, we don't know how to go forward that's something like, that's really super important because it builds our own confidence that we're actually connecting with her directly. Okay. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's ever- the other
1: question you'd ask me is, w- is the car they're driving gray? I think it was gray. And I was like, I have no clue. Cause I had no, I just been there two minutes and it was like, didn't know the parents didn't know anybody else. It was just, I saw the picture. This is all I have to, Mm -hmm. work with Mm -hmm. so then I said I'll find somebody that might know because another gentleman that I work with when we do uh, was another local firefighter actually takes care of that campground so I went and found him and said do you know these people do you know anything about them so yeah.
2: was the
0: car caller correct?
1: I never found out uh, because She wasn't there with her parents. She was there with relatives.
3: Oh, okay.
1: So they weren't driving necessarily the right type of car. And it just got left out after a few seconds just because it was like, okay, this is not going to help at this point. So we switched it over. Okay. So
2: keep going. I'm curious if it's okay to ask a question just to kind of guide (coughs) the conversation. Um, How do you decide what foot or what foot forward, like when, what your next step is in a search and rescue?
1: Um, the first thing they do, um, they have, it's very technological now at this point. It's not like before where, you know, okay, you guys are going to go straight down here and try to clear this area. They still do it to a certain extent, but now they use GPS. So they will send out a group, and it's always minimum of two, right? So if somebody get hurt, somebody else is there with you. You're not alone in the bush, no matter what. Um, and they'll go up to groups of ten, and that way you can walk ten wide, three, or four feet apart in the bush, and just. And we're in the dark, so you can't go too many places. You're you're gonna get lost yourself.
0: Okay, and so, so. this is. This is in the dark on a summer night. And it had been very hot out that day.
1: Yes. And it was right in uh, mosquito season, black fly season, um, deer fly season. So everybody was like, oh my God, she must be going through hell. She's in the bush alone. No water. At this point, they figured she only had one shoe on because they had found a shoe. So it was like, like, she must... She must not be nice. It must not be fun. Yeah. Basically,
0: I think. Well, like my well, one of my worst nightmares. I think a lot of people can relate to, just being afraid of the dark. Let alone being out in the bush with wild animals. Yes. And have nothing to protect yourself with. Oh, and and even if you do, really, what can you do with an animal?
3: Yeah.
1: And she's a child. Yes, very much so. It was. It's really eye-opening about how kids just get lost and then you think about it and it's like anybody can get lost the way she got lost you get up and you're you turn around. you're turned around and you think you only went two feet but you might have went 10 feet in the bush and then
0: and then you're panicking so you don't even yeah you don't know which direction
1: yeah exactly
0: okay so you, you, do you have a question or is no, he going to continue okay you, you go ahead
1: um And I remember asking you, Karen, uh, do you have any idea where she went? And you said, she went left. And this is the one thing that's been bugging me ever since is you said, she went left. And in my mind, it was like, and I think I actually asked you, left of what? (laughs) Because I'm on a campsite, I can go left. And if I turn around, I'm still going left. (laughs) I I was like, left of what? But hindsight, when we got in the trail where she had actually gone down to start blueberry picking, she went left of the trail. Really? And yes. Okay. Very much left. And they found her way left of the campsite.
0: Okay. I might have some moments tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this morning. <laughs> might be all turned around too okay you're always (coughs) just a little left of the point that's true (laughs) (laughs) okay you keep going because you you know other you know the other side of the story
1: yeah um so then i uh found my friend who knew more about the little girl and because he worked at the campsite so he knew who she was there with and all that stuff uh and then I said, I'm on the phone with Karen Sarlo. Uh, she's a Shaw woman. She might be able to help. She might be able to pin. I mean, he just grabbed the phone and I was like, okay, I guess you were going to talk to her for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so he got on the phone and he just wanted to find the girl so badly. Uh, he just, and he'd been there since three o'clock looking and looking. He'd been in the bush like three or four times already. Okay. So he's like, you know what? wherever she says we have to go we have to go so we talked to you for a while and he gave me the phone and then we went to, into the bush with i think we we're about eight people together i don't remember exactly who was with us uh, i know the relatives were with us
0: i remember speaking to her mom and dad and uh, and, and her aunt yeah i remember at one point Wanting to get an affirmation that I was giving you the guys the correct information. And I think I described what her aunt was wearing. Okay. Flip uh, something on her feet and white pants or something like that. I needed to know that the information was correct <clears throat> about what we were seeing from here.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't.
2: That's okay.
0: I, I didn't you. Yeah.
1: hear the conversation, but yeah, yeah, it was, she was. And while my friend was on the phone with you. She came over and she kind of asked me, who are you on the phone with? I said, well, Karen Sarlo. she's a woman. I said, do you believe? She said, I always believe, but I, she said, and at this point, anything goes. I just want to find her. I don't, I'll take whatever. It's been six hours. We just need to find her. Yeah. And I, that's probably when you got on the phone with her. So, And we're 15 minutes in the bush at this point. So I how does
0: 15 minutes feel when you're in the bush at night looking for a child?
1: Uh,
0: I know you were there for hours. Yeah. But when you refer to it being 15 minutes, I know what it was like for Kelly and I for 15 minutes <laughs> here in the house. I just, I know how incredibly <coughs> stressed it was.
1: We're stressed. You want to go fast, but you can't go fast because you're in the bush, you're in the dark, you're walking through branches, bushes, rocks, whatever. So 15 minutes feels like an eternity, that's for sure. We're trying to figure things out. We're trying to follow whatever you can describe that she's seen or heard or whatever. And at one point you're you're talking about a, um, you described it as a uh, outhouse in the bush. And there was big, I'm going to say marshmallows, but it wasn't marshmallows. But I knew right away it was round bales. Oh. But oh. you didn't say round bales. You said something else. I forget what it was. It was something totally different. And I was like.
0: Gaston, I am a city girl.
1: <laughs> to, that
0: is so funny to say that I referred to bales. Bales? Yes. As marshmallows.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was, at first it was like, okay, what the heck would this be? Because you're in the bush, we're trying to figure out what it is. And then you're, you're telling me more about the outhouse and you are like, it might be a little shed. It might be a fish hut and we're all like fish hut in the middle of the bush. And we're walking and we're looking for whatever. And we meet up with um, two guys who are on a four wheeler, and we said, "Did you guys see like a small shed, of house, in a field with bales?" "Yeah, it's just up the road." Really? Up the trail, I should say, because we were on the trail, and they yeah, we just been there. So we hurried up there to. Sure enough, there was two of them, like you had said, and so sort we're of like, "Okay, where do we go now?" Like. And I remember asking you, "Where do we go from here?" And you said, "Well, she walked somewhere else, and uh, she tripped on a wire." And I don't know if it was there or later on, you said something about an, a big hydro line. And that part confused me again because we're in the bush, we're done, and I knew enough about the region to know there is no hydro line there. And I remember you saying that she touched the wire to try and cross it, and it hurt like hell. And I was like, okay, what, what is it? What is it? So we we kept walking, and then one of the guys that was with us, no, he later on, We're walking and we hit another field and then we hit another trail. So we followed that one and then we found a uh, cabin in the bush and it was surrounded by electric fence. And the fence was on. Holy! Yeah. So everybody's like, okay, so she's been here because this is the fence and I don't want to touch it because when they're on, it hurts. It really hurts.
0: Gaston. I remember that night that Kelly, when she was laying in the bed, no, please help me, Kelly.
2: No, I honestly don't even think I can, so you go right ahead.
0: But did she, you drank, you were feeling her drinking water.
2: Well, and I don't know if you just haven't got to that part in it, but I remember them being, um, and you can interject, I, don't, I remember there being um, like a red brick cabin almost, and there was water in it. Yes. She had oh. drank, yeah, and that
1: you... That was there.
2: Okay. That was there.
0: Yes. When re- she
1: crossed that fence, it was to get to that cabin.
0: Okay. Okay. And I remember Kelly saying she drank water, that yes. she could feel it in her... Is that right, Kelly? You could yes. feel it in her body that she was that she had actually had water.
2: Yes. And I think one of the biggest things about that affirmation in particular was that you originally had said they're going to find her alive. Which is not something mm-hmm. that we take lightly, because when you're when you're looking for a missing person, you're terrified either way to tell the family that they're going to find them aled- uh, alive or dead. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to be wrong and you don't want to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got that affirmation that she had drank water, it was our f- it was the first one or the f- big first yes that we got that we knew it was in fact going to be a successful rescue.
3: Yes.
0: okay
2: some of this is starting to come back to me a
0: little bit (laughs) but I don't want to rush it because I want you to tell it
2: well and I wanted to say thank you because I don't remember you saying anything uh afterwards about the electric fence me neither I had laid down in the bed next to you because you had the phone to your ear and you were just kind of relaying things to me and I remembered laying there shaking yeah I shook the whole night yeah And I don't know if that had anything to do with the electricity, but other than the fact that I know when I've got too much in my body, just on a regular basis, I shake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, yeah, that was cool Mm -hmm. for
0: me. Kelly would lay down and literally fall into a sleep. I was, I was awake all night on the phone with different people and um, Kelly would fall asleep. But then all of a sudden her breathing would change. Like she was like literally like somebody running through the bush. And, um, well, deep breathing, and, but hyperventilating. And then she would jerk and just pop awake, sit up, and be like breathing really heavy. And then at one point, she said she drank water. Hmm. So, we did find out when we met Alexi uh, afterwards, we did ask her if she had drank the water. And she said yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay keep going. So,
1: <laughs> she crossed that fence, which... Gave her a shock because it's supposed to stop animals from crossing her. Oh, fence. my God, Gaston. It's no. supposed to stop bears. What? So if she hit that, I'm sure she got a good jolt and oh. probably cried afterwards because it it's a painful one. Oh. Even adults cry when they touch it. So,
0: This would also explain to Kelly and I why in the middle of that night then that we would cry. Yes. Why I remember walking downstairs and sitting in the living room at one point when Kelly was sleeping And I was sitting in the living room by myself crying, but not understanding what I'm crying about. Yeah. And watching Kelly as she's sleeping and she's going through what Alexi's going through, that she's having these same reactions and how I'm feeling watching my daughter have those reactions as well.
1: Okay. So you, Kelly were the one that was in uh, Alexi's body Mm -hmm. the whole night. And I was
0: watching above So I had to, and I liken it to like a helicopter hovering higher and lower or a zoom camera.
2: It's the bird's eye view, right?
0: Yes. So I'd have to come up higher and and you're going to keep telling the story because I can remember some of it now where I had to come up higher to be able to see some of the rescue teams and the animals in the bush. Okay. And where Alexi was in comparison to where the animals were moving, because you've got these human beings moving through the bush moving the animals yes okay
1: yeah for sure Um, okay you can keep going (laughs) um so we crossed the fence and we went to the cabin and we walked in and um there was two open bottles of water on the table but there was you know lots of food there three or four cases of uh water there and but she wasn't there and in our minds it was okay why did she go somewhere else like Mm -hmm. she should have realistically she should have stayed here and wait at least you're in shelter you're in the warm you're out of the bugs because it was right in full bug season Uh, you've got water you've got food Uh, but also knowing that children panic i'm gonna be in trouble when i get home i'm so you know right you get back out there and
0: and not to say that she would be but that we just have those
1: thoughts yeah 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 got it and i had a conversation with my uh, seven year old afterwards and we said you know what would you do if you got lost i, said, I don't know so we had a full-fledged conversation about if you get lost you got to stop moving that's the best way because
3: mm-hmm.
1: if not we have to search a bigger area to find you Mm -hmm. the more you move the more we have to cover Mm -hmm.
0: okay so where did you go after
1: um or what
0: did you do i don't want to rush you
1: we stayed there for a bit uh at that point we kind of figured she'd been there also because of you guys uh describing that cabin and what what was inside um so we went outside everybody took a corner on a rock on a branch whatever and we just sat quietly in case we heard a noise. We figured if she's been here in the last you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, maybe we'll hear her walking through the bush. And every now and then we'd call out her name just in case she would say something else. And But nothing happened. So we're just wondering what to do next. And um, the guys on the four-wheeler went back and forth from the campsite to where we were for a couple of times. So then we, that's where the hydro line came in and none of us knew really what it was. Nobody, uh, I still to this day don't know what she saw that resembled hydro lines. Um, I remember being out of the cabin looking again left, and there was a, a huge beaver dam that was dried up. And wanted to go that way, but it was like, why would she cross this? So we ended up going uh, north of where we were because it was all hay fields, and we were hoping she'd gone through the hay fields. Follow the edges until she hit a trail and then keep following that. But that's not what ended up happening. So we ended up at the farmer's house and it was, I'm going to guess, two o'clock in the morning at that point. Uh, We knocked on his door. They got up and we said, What was going on? We said, We need you to come to the cabin and explain to us everything is okay if everything is normal and as soon as he walked in the door he's like oh you guys drank the water and we're like nope so we knew at that point she'd been there for sure and i was like, okay she's been here where do we go now i so. think
0: how important that is to know that you're on the right trail
1: yeah yeah
0: when you have a search and rescue teams out there yeah okay
1: but she was still you know a couple hours ahead of everybody yes many circles she did we don't know We'll never know but mm-hmm. she was still ahead
3: mm-hmm.
1: after that we were really off track because we couldn't figure out where to go next and nothing I think is more because she was really deep in uh, the bush where there's not really anything there to say look for this or look for that it was just bush Mm-hmm. And the helicopter was there by then, and they weren't seeing anything. Um, so we kept walking, and at one point, we were almost back on the highway. We'd done a full circle. Uh, hindsight, we were going to the right instead of to the left, oh. which was really weird Cause we started seeing lights and hydro lines and we're like, Oh, maybe we're in the right direction. But the left comment just kept mm-hmm. coming back and coming back. And I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. This is weird. So, and I remember also, uh, when the fire fighters had brought the, um, thermal imaging radar, so you can just point it to whatever, and it'll show heat. And we went by a big, big ditch, it's summertime. It's very dry, there's no water anywhere, and he's just pointing in every direction, just in case we hit something. And he's like, "Oh, I got something. So right away, we started running towards wherever he saw it and nothing. It was just a puddle of water. And we're all like, you know, Mm-hmm. excited we might we might have found her but we were a bit afraid because she's in the ditch so it's never a good yeah. place to be um, and we get there and it's like oh it's just water for me it was like oh my god this thing is sensitive for it to show it that much like mm-hmm. it's summertime mm-hmm. and the water's still warmer than the air outside mm-hmm. so it also told me um, how cold it was getting outside And she was in, you know, um, a tank top and shorts and uh, Mm -hmm. nothing else. So she might be cold. She might be Mm -hmm. whatever else. Plus, she's in shock, I'm sure, because she's alone in the bush. Yeah. So that was really hard. That's the part that was hard, knowing that she's out there. And we're not sure if we're going to find her or where we're going to find her. Can I
2: ask a question? Sure. Um... Do you, uh, while you were in it, do you kind of vacillate um, from feeling or empathizing with what she must be going through to having to come back and sort of just be strategic and and cold about it so that you can map out your next step? Yes. So, is yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: Because between each step that we decide to take, you know, we knew we had to get to the, mm-hmm. uh, the outhouses and we knew we had to get to that mm-hmm. cabin in the bush, so... Between the two, you're thinking of, okay, what could she be thinking? What's going on through her mind? What's she feeling? Mm -hmm. What's, you know, all that stuff was kept going back and forth. So,
0: guess, were you the person that was on the phone with me when um, they kept asking me when she was going to be found? And I kept saying in the morning that she wasn't going to be found during the night, that it would be in the morning by the helicopter, and that... Uh, and I remember somebody asking me, but I spoke to you and I spoke to another gentleman named yeah. Rod. Rod, yeah. And who was Rod?
1: Rod is the friend that oh. works on the campsite. Yes. Oh! Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Oh, I remember speaking to him. And I don't remember which one of you or the the reason what what happened. I think I was looking for an affirmation and I started describing somebody's back pain.
1: Yeah. He was on the phone with you at that point. Can you and tell me that about that? A little bit before you talked about somebody having... You you told him, you've got sore feet, don't you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you looked at me like, the heck's that from... And I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just come with it. Just, I said, that's how she is. You can feel things you can't imagine... And then a little bit later on you said, Oh my god, your back is sore. And he's like, My back's not sore. And I remember I'm not I'm behind him a little bit. And he's like, No, I'm not sore at all. And I kind of, Yeah, it's me over here. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, Your back is sore? Is it? Yeah. Huh. And Karen's like, Oh, that's Gaston. And it was just it was just weird. And but he and at that point, or a little bit after that's when he started to ask okay we knew we weren't in the right direction at that point i knew we were way off Mm because we were back at the highway and it was like we'd seen too many lights from houses and all that stuff i figured no that's not where she's been and the aunt was still with us walking and i don't know if it was her or rod that wanted to know but they I know you were on the phone with me when you said it, and you said you'll find her in the morning. She's going to be fine. She's going to be tired and not else, but she's going to be fine. So, and, and, it it, and it it felt great. It was a sigh of relief, but it still didn't feel that great because she's still in the bush. She's still not found, and it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. you're just thinking of what, what's going through her mind, how scared she must be. Yeah. Right?
0: I remember somebody asking me, and I don't remember who, because I spoke to some police officers. There were different calls during the night. Okay. So somebody called from the police, but I don't remember the name. And they asked me if they should be putting patrol cars pulling people out of the bush and into patrol cars and and going up and down the highways stopping all vehicles mm-hmm. if this child had been abducted yes and for me to make a call and to tell them if their police officers should be in their vehicles or in the bush and i said she has not been abducted she is in the bush alone
1: i remember that really comment I yes Thank yeah. you. I remember so t- the comment. I don't remember when it happened. Yeah. I remember the comment though. Okay. You said no, she's hasn't been abducted. She's still in the bush. She's well, lost and
0: Yeah. And and I remember when I was asked that question, the spirit world just very very simply saying to me that she was alone, that she was safe, that she had had the water that she was, had not been attacked by any animals. She was not in, I'll say injured. Um, and I'll say, re- and I don't mean to say she's not in harm's way because you're in harm's way out in the bush with a bunch of animals. Yeah. Um, but that she hadn't had any encounters with any, that she was just simply um, um, moving through the bush and that sometimes she was laying down trying to sleep. Yeah. And that I knew because Kelly was going in and out of sleep and then sitting up quickly, breathing hard, like she was running hard. And then she would just fall to the ground or like lay back in bed. And just, she'd be not just sound asleep, but just, I mean, out cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Overtired, right? Plus the shot. Yes. Shock. You lie down for two minutes. You're, yeah. You no,
0: Something else I remember vaguely was, and I don't remember the situation, but I had to say about that there was a line of, um, somebody was walking And that I could smell manure.
1: Yes. Uh, Sorry. That's okay.
2: Well, you said that there was a line, and I think this was another left or right thing, too. Because uh, Mm. she had said, I smell poo.
0: Yes, and it was about going right and into a field or something, and going left into the bush. And you guys were trying to make... a decision about which way to go. Yes. And that's what m- the affirmation was, what I could smell. Yes. Even though I'm not in the bush with you, I'm in my bedroom. That I, is that right? And it, yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And that came after the cabin in the, in the woods.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because when we left the cabin, we started walking in the fields, uh, and we hit the ditch where we used the thermal imaging scanner and we saw water uh, and a little bit after that is when you said you got to go left and I can smell manure and in me it was funny because I knew right away it's like okay there's a field with manure on it it's the farmers have spread manure this time of year that must be what she's smelling
0: oh okay
1: mm-hmm. um, and you talked about the hydro line at that point That was when that came in, and that's where all of us were confused as to where to go, because we were close to a road. We knew there was hydro lines there, but it was like you didn't mention any her crossing a road. So we're like, okay, where? With all the information we had, we just, okay, we're supposed to go left, but left leads in the bush. She walked underneath an hydro line. All of us were like, okay, well, why didn't she hit the road if Mm -hmm. she walked underneath an hydro line? Because it follows the road, basically. So we were all, but we still don't know if it was actually an hydro line that she was seeing or if it was something else that resembled it, Mm -hmm. right? We weren't, we don't know. We don't know. But yeah, I remember... That conversation also.
0: Was there something about seeing eyes in the bush? Or am I remembering mm, something or not?
1: I don't remember that.
0: Okay, no problem.
1: I don't remember that. So, and I remember finally we were on the highway. It was around 5, 5.30 when I got out of the bush. And... Really, it felt like it was still eleven o'clock. That's how fast it went by. Yeah, that was that was weird. Because we got up and we figured, okay, we're gonna go take a break and then grab another GPS and just go right back at it. And I was like, oh, it's five o'clock in the morning. Wow, well, we've been in the bush for we'd been in the bush for six hours straight, really, basically walking, trying to figure out where she was. Yeah. So.
2: <clears throat> so at that point what, um, what was the next move after you'd come out of the bush
1: all of us wanted to go back in to a certain extent but all of us were sore bruised extremely tired uh, and there was a lineup of cars wanting to come and help wow. When you'd get to the campsite, we phoned people that we knew to come and pick us up because we were uh, about three kilometers away from the campsite. So we phoned some people to say, come and pick us up. This is where we are. They drove us back. That's how we found out it was five o'clock in the morning. We weren't really paying attention to Mm -hmm. time on the phone, Mm -hmm. which was also very odd. Uh, This is something that's been bugging me also ever since. Um when Rod grabbed the phone from me, I had like two bars left for uh power. Really it was almost dead. And it lasted six hours. Which was like I kept saying it's gonna die on us. It's gonna die eventually. It's mm-hmm. and it lasted six hours. That was really
3: That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like stuff like that because you can't, ex- nobody can explain that kind of thing. Yeah. But as equally, I can't explain how I can smell manure. Yeah. When I'm sitting in my bedroom and Kelly's clearly not farting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> 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 and yet I'm smelling the manure of this sheep field that you guys are standing in. Yeah. Or that I can feel your sore back or his sore feet. I remember talking to her mom and dad. I remember having a phone call There were many phone calls all through that night. Mm -hmm. Some that lasted for hours on end. Um, But I remember speaking to her mom and dad. And I remember confirming with them what type of vehicle they drove. I remember um, talking to them and giving them affirmations about her dental work. And that she wanted, that they were going to have to get her braces or something. Um, But there were some things that I said to, I asked them because they were saying to me, will she be found alive? This was the question. Not yeah. it, Secondly, when? But the first question was, will she come out of this alive? And I just remembered um, getting the message from Alexi spirit. Yes, she was alive. She was going to be found in the morning. It was going to be the helicopter pilot. We, Kelly was trying to get her body to move into a location out in the middle of the bush where a helicopter pilot could see a child could see an eight-year-old little girl i think eight and that's i think she was around eight yeah but could see a small little child so kelly was trying to communicate with her spirit to get her moving into an open area so she wasn't under a canopy of trees and we actually asked alexi when we met her in sturgeon falls at the when, when everybody got together when she had the the party to thank everybody at the fire department. We asked her if she had heard the helicopter during the night and she had said yes, that she had. And, um, that we, anyway, I guess the other thing I was just trying to say was what an incredible experience and how much I shit my pants. (laughs) Um, so there's maybe your other smell of manure, (laughs) um, that when I'm sitting here in North Bay and we're being—I'm being asked by her mom and dad if she's going to be found alive, and I am—I have to answer, mm-hmm. and I have to say yes, um, but that it's not me saying yes. So many people think that it's me, and that it's not me.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I am channeling that message from Alexi's <laughs> spirit. I'm just bearing a message, and that I'm turning around, looking at Kelly, and watching what I can clearly see Alexi going through all night long. And just going on these affirmations so that if I get a yes, she's going to be found. And then the spirit world says, ask her mom, if she does this for a living, ask her dad, if he does this and they say, yes, then I feel confident in my ability to listen. Okay. Basically, Hmm. because the human part of me that has a daughter and a son wants to shit my pants Yeah. and, and, Um, is scared to give the answer because the last thing I want to be at this point, and I don't mean because of her reputation, but because I'm talking to a mom and a dad and an aunt, that I don't want to be wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know uh, when you did say that, it calmed down a lot of people. Uh, Even when you said, you know, she hasn't been abducted, she's still in the bush, that Helped a lot of people because it was like, they're, they'd already set up uh, police cars on the road from the campsite to the highway just in case because there's other campsites there. So they set up cops and every car that was going there was, you know, you're stopping, we're checking out everything just in case, right? Got to try. Um, but it did calm everybody down to say, okay, yeah. we're going to find her. It'll be morning, but at least she's going to be found. And I think that's when, when we got back to the, I'm going to say the office, um, on the campsite where everything was being controlled from. Uh, we wanted to go back in the bush, but it was like, okay, you one day didn't allow us right away because um, we'd just come out. There was fresh people ready to go. So it was like, you know what, let the fresh people go. They only have a certain amount of GPS they can send out, the, out there at the same time. So they said, you know what, we've covered this. This is where we're covering next. So they're basically recovering from the lake to the next concession up just to make sure every inch was covered. And every time it was covered, it was recorded in a computer. They've been through here. They've been through Mm. here. There's been no sign, no sighting, no, right? Mm -hmm. So
0: Gaston, do you have any memories? Because I can't remember who I was talking to um, during the night about bears. Was it you? Somebody asked about bears. I remember there being a group of bears, and I can't remember if it was wolves or something. Do you remember anything about this?
2: um, I know someone had mentioned that there were bear traps set up
1: traps
0: mm-hmm. oh and oh. no, i thought it was a bear pit oh
2: okay sorry
0: was that well there was something about do you do you were you the person no geez no. Okay. we're hoping me. that maybe as people hear the podcast if they were one of the ones they might like to let okay. us know but um still after this two years or year and a half i, know, I can't mm, probably remember. two years because it was two years in the middle of summer. oh yes right two years we still don't have all the pieces no. Because, of course, when you're doing this work and you're in one location, we're in a different location. Even when we all got together at the fire hall to meet Alexi and her grandmother, um, we weren't able really to talk to everybody to get all the pieces to come together again. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, like even when we're doing this, there isn't full closure. And maybe there isn't even full closure for her or her family because they have a, they only have their pieces of some of it too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, it's... well. Even I haven't had uh, foreclosure because, like I said, I've yeah. got these little bits and pieces here and there that are have been bugging me ever since of, okay, why didn't I go left?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And right.
2: I, and it's unfortunate because I don't think any one of us got any kind of debriefing. No. Because you're saying no. even, even like with the technological advances where they're saying, okay, the computer can see that we've, we've uh, covered all of this, it, you don't have any closure of who moved her in what direction or where she how close she was Mm -hmm.
0: yeah were you the one that had the horn somebody called me in the middle of the night and said we're going to set off a horn and you and we could hear it here in our in in in, on the phone through the phone and they would say we're gonna set we're gonna we're gonna put an air horn or something and then can you tell us can she hear
1: it yeah i remember that uh somebody showed up with that at The cabin, I believe. I don't remember exactly, but I remember sounding it. And you guys said, no, we didn't hear it. So we knew at that point she's... She's far. She's far from us.
0: Yeah, because I remember you would sound it. I can hear it because I'm on the phone with you. Yeah. And you're blasting it. So I can recall hearing that. But then when I asked Alexi Spirit if she could hear it, the answers were no.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, too, that we knew, because we could see the helicopter going by. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was traveling east to west uh, and basically what was keeping the area small is again the highway at the east end the lake was on the south end and at the end of the lake there was a big river so she, we knew she wouldn't cross there so mm-hmm. we knew she'd be between the road and all that so the helicopter would go from the highway all the way to the river move up a bit and come back down and we. Every time she the copter would go by, we're like, I'm on the phone and I'm like thinking, Karen's going to say, oh, she saw some lights in the sky. She said, that was mm-hmm. what I kept hoping. I was like, if they see that, mm-hmm. or if you guys say that, mm-hmm. from where we could see the copter, we're like, okay, that's mm-hmm. where we're headed next, right? We're close.
0: I remember being asked that by somebody. Could yeah. she see the lights? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember, oh, I can't remember exactly the answer, But I remember saying the helicopter has to rest. It will be in the morning.
3: Yeah.
0: It's not going to matter how many times the helicopter drives past her all night. It won't be until early morning that the chopper pilot actually can see her because she was under that canopy and couldn't make herself visible.
1: Yeah. Okay. Which is why at that point you guys couldn't really tell us, okay, Go look for this. This yeah. is where she's been because she was in full-fledged bush at that point. Yeah, there was nothing.
0: No roads. I don't even remember no. at one point that she had a pathway to walk on.
1: No, there was nothing back there. Okay. She would have hit something else, but she she was still a couple kilometers away from the next little trailer road or right. So she was she was far. She was far.
0: I remember the next morning um, Kelly went to work because she was working at the bank. And I remember, and we talked about that in the other podcast where, um, I just remember thinking that I couldn't work that day, that I couldn't see any clients. And then I had to call them all my clients and cancel right. because not just because you're up all night long. Some people might identify with that if you're up all night long for something, but the amount of uh, energy it took, um, for Kelly and I to, maintain I'll say Kelly's is different because she's in Alexi's body going through this stress so that was I I can't even imagine how intense that was and for me to be able to remote view up and down left and right and guide and keep saying what was going on to keep the people I'll say away from the animals yeah um and and that was part of what happened during that night was that I remember uh knowing that there were bears and wolves and that Um, It was also to keep the search and rescue people away from them. Yeah. Um, And not to give any directions to any of these groups to put you in harm's way of uh, wild animals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It was complicated.
1: Very much so. Very much so.
0: And I'm sure more complicated for all of you on the ground that were actually in it, I'll say from the mouses' perspective, because you're on the ground having to do the work, Um, and also as Kelly says, from the bird's eye, like the eagle view that I could have of being able to see it from the bigger perspective, but not being able to find enough land cues to say, I remember somebody saying, come on, you got to find something. There's got to be a rock. There's got to be a tree. There's got to be, oh, yes. (laughs) But do you know? Yes. And that's exactly the point because it was like, come on, there's got to be a river. There's got to be a highway. Is she near the highway or the river or this or the lake or this? And it was no. She's in the middle of bush. Yeah. And that in and of itself is a location. Yeah. Meaning she's not by the water. She's not by the highway. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: But the bush was, there was an area of bush there that was just huge. Mm
3: hmm.
1: And.
2: Well, it's Northern Ontario. We get made fun of it for it,
0: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Gaston, was there cement out there? Why am I remembering
2: cement? Was there something about... Well, you had said that when what she was going to be found in the morning, that she would be near cement. Oh. And then it would be closer to a road.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember huh. um, the officer in charge, I he showed me on the map, because everything was on computer, he showed me exactly where they picked her up and everything. And? Um, But I don't... <coughs> it wasn't at all where I pictured she'd be found, because I was... Again, looking for that uh, hydro line.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And the hydro line that I had in mind that might be where she'd been, because she could have been there by then, uh, was still like two or three kilometers away. But she probably wasn't walking in a a straight line. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Your kids, you're... She might have come back close to the camp twice and not know about it. You're lost. You're turning around and around. Yeah. Right um so he showed me and i was like wow she was far but she wasn't as far as i anticipated Hmm. basically so but it was still it was still a relief because at five o'clock when i left the campsite i said i'm gonna go home i'm gonna go rest for an hour or so and then i'll be back and then but went home and couldn't sleep, can't just got back up and went back to the site to help out. And maybe half hour later they said, you know, yeah. she's been found. A helicopter picked her up. So and then they said I asked somebody if the parents knew. And they basically said, Yes, the parents know, but they weren't there yet. So they were on their way. And um I don't know how it came about, but I said, "Are they, they said, she's in the helicopter. She's being picked up by an ambulance, taken to the hospital. And in my mind, it was, okay, well, are the parents going to be there for that? Are they, and somebody said, the parents are in between Werner and Leving. And I was like, oh, well, they're not even here. They're not going to go with her. They're not going to, and I'm not sure what they did, but somehow the cops, Knew it was them on the highway and they stopped them. And when the ambulance drove by, they stopped the ambulance, oh. shoot them in the ambulance, took their car. And yeah, so yeah, so that was wow. Because I figured, you know, the little girl's going to be on the way to the hospital alone. Mm-hmm. I think their, uh, her aunt wasn't even with her mm-hmm. just because when they found her, they was mm-hmm. going to drop you off right at the ambulance because you need care, and mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. it was pretty intense.
0: Mm-hmm. Rod's wife? Yes. Uh, I don't remember her name, her first name. Carol. Carol. She was the one that called me after Kelly went to go to work that morning um, and told me that they had found her. She was alive, and it was the helicopter pilot that found her. Yeah. And
2: I... Did I call you and tell you? Oh my god, yeah. I, uh, you had like just maybe five minutes ago dropped me off at work at Northgate Square. And uh, I was walking toward the bank, just picked up a Tim Hortons. And I remember collapsing on the bench outside of the bank. I dropped my purse, I dropped my coffee, and I just started bawling. And my boss came out to get me and just said, what the hell's going on? And uh, then that's when I was telling them about what we had done the night before. Because you, you had just got the call saying that she was okay. hmm And there was, like, relief. There was there was anger. Um, probably a lot of what Alexi was going through at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm sure. Because um, I remember, it, yeah, just such a, a mix of emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, happiness, of course, but it was, yeah, that was difficult.
3: hmm
1: It was quite the night, that's for sure.
3: hmm
1: And for a community like this, that mm-hmm. was... Even worse, because everybody knows everybody. So yeah. right away, it was like, oh, my God. And we just, mm-hmm. and that's why probably half the town of Lavigne was there. Just, mm-hmm. if not more, trying to, mm-hmm. I want to go in the bush. Uh, you're not going in the bush alone. you got to mm-hmm. follow the rules. And mm-hmm. it's, we've got to find one person. We don't want to have to find three or four. Oh, right?
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, or a Which, group missing. Because yeah. groups could go missing as yep. well. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So they wanted to use the GPS one to know exactly where you're at, because they they could see exactly where we were mm-hmm. as we're going. Our group no, uh, because we didn't grab a GPS. We just grabbed the phone, told them we're headed this way.
0: The one with two bat two notches on yeah. the uh, battery, guess what? Well, well? Somebody had a b- <laughs> yeah.
1: somebody else had a phone.
0: And the one who just said you have to play by the rules. Yeah,
3: <laughs> funny. Eh? Your granny's fantastic. <laughs> the, the one with
0: three daughters who heads out into the bush to find a missing yeah. girl. Yes.
3: Hey, hey. You well, know your wife's listening, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's going to laugh at me. Yeah, She's for sure. had worse from me anyway. So. That's funny. But yeah. So,
3: okay. Go
0: ahead. Um, I don't know if you've been thanked. So I just wanted to say thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Because it was pretty... Relieving to have somebody there that could actually be with her and help her out in the bush and guide mm-hmm. her, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm sure she'd have been more frightened to a certain extent.
2: Well, it's mm, it's funny that you're that you're thanking us for that because I'm sitting here listening to you talk during this podcast and I'm thinking he's so calm; he never gets flustered. You just have this very um, very poised. Um, demeanor about you and, and for me it's calm so to have you on the other line I felt the same way okay. had, it, had it been a bunch of strangers throughout the night panicked which I know that you spoke to the aunt and, and to some of their relatives not the same demeanor as you yeah Um. I I thank you for the same thing hmm. yeah
0: Um. my mind went blank <laughs> I I wanted to say something <laughs> just give me a second <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember now um kelly was singing all through the night Gaston, carly ray jepsen's song and, and katie perry. And, Katy perry and i remember she would be singing it in her head she'd sing it out loud and then she'd drop into bed fall asleep she'd hmm. bolt upright sing two songs and this went on and on and on so when we met alexi in in sturgeon falls a couple of um, couple of weeks later or a month later
1: probably close to a month
0: yeah um kelly and i asked her and her when we met her with her grandmother we asked her if she was singing those songs in her head as she was running through the bush all night and she said yes Wow. and kelly had a beautiful moment with alexi and i remember her grandmother crying and giving kelly a hug realizing how connected we were with her as mm-hmm. she went through the bush that night and I I think, you know, of how many people, not just Kelly and I, but you, Cindy, Carol, Rod, and all of these people that did search and rescue, all of the people that saw there was a missing child over the internet or Facebook or whatever happened, and how each of us in our hearts want to be with her to make her feel safe, whether you're a parent or an aunt or a cousin, or whatever, whatever your relationship is that you put yourself into a little girl, um, in your own life, in anybody's own life that you, we, everybody wants to do something for her. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to make her feel some level of comfort. And I just think how both Kelly and I could do that and we're proving it, but I'm saying it so that everybody else can know that they do too. Yeah. Yeah. That it isn't just Kelly and I, because we have these gifts, but that it's every single person that sends love. When we say sending love or thinking of you, that it really is impactful and truthful. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So when I said thank you, it, it, it encompasses all of that. Yeah. That you're a dad, that you're a volunteer firefighter, that you're a peaceful guy, that you're the guy that stands up, one of the people that stands up when somebody needs help. Because so often somebody needs help and people think somebody else will do it. Yes. Or I'm too scared to do it. I think of, if, and I, okay, okay, I'll be quite honest with you. If I was out around that bush in that area that night, I would not have gone through the bush. I'm glad I was at 691 Laurentian in my bed, remote viewing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and some people might think, well that's fucking crazy.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean,
2: what ha- what happened just last night on our walk? Parker went oh. l- venturing into one of the little creeks on our street yeah. and we saw movement. Of a deer. and I Kelly flipped. screamed. I screamed. Yeah. And I bolted toward the road. And I just said to her, that fight or flight? Yeah, there's no question. It's flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but for someone like yourself, it's just like, send me into the bush. Don't even give me a GPS. I'll figure it out. Uh,
3: yes.
0: However, yeah. if you want to see a dead person, you do give that job to Kelly and I. And we have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: we're, we're thankful <laughs> for the things that we can't
2: do. That's right. That, yeah. that someone else like yourself steps up. Um, yeah. so so willingly and with so, such a great intention Cause oh. like we said we're sure you're not thanked to the extent that you deserve it and yet it's still something that you volunteer to do
1: yeah every day mm-hmm. part, part of the fun
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, and like yeah. if you got a call that there's another missing person go out into the bush you, you're game to go yes and Kelly and I get a phone call we've had many since then uh, for other missing people and we're game to go so yeah, it's yeah. it's just a good thing that each person has a different job.
1: Yes. The like the
0: helicopter pilot that gets into the helicopter and says, This is my job.
1: Yes. And they do it well and they Yeah, you know, they make sure they Yes. Do what's needed and look and take their time and not yeah. else. Yeah, there's
0: There were so many pieces to this and yes. so many different people that were so important in every single little every and I say little big aspect of it yes
1: yeah there's yes just uh i'm still more amazed that the person that was in charge of the whole thing because you know what you're trying to control about 100 people at the same time we are trying to yeah. rescue a girl and there could have easily been somebody that said you know what i'm just gonna go in the bush and find her and not tell anybody and then you're looking for that one also Mm-hmm. But everybody there was like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna go to the the movable head office that they have as a setup and ask, where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. How do you want me to do this? What's what's the plan? Mm-hmm. And he's got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Of, this is how we're gonna do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So we thank him when oh, and big time. and all the hymns and hers too. Yes, right from. Well, it doesn't matter every single position, because I, yeah. I heard people saying afterwards they made sandwiches and yeah. they were bringing them out to the people that were out in the bush and they, that they brought fresh water. And yeah. there were, there were so many people that did, that had so many pieces of all of this yeah. and every single person, I remember being there that day when she was there with her grandmother and there were the firefighters and the police department. And I don't know who all of the different people that were there. And I don't know how many people were invited to that that knew about it. But regardless, this podcast and, and our intention in telling the, sto- the story again, but from your perspective is to also acknowledge all of the different perspectives, yeah, mm-hmm. including all the people that just sat at home and said a prayer for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for and for the search and rescue that nobody, that all of them would find her too. I yeah.
3: think
2: that's just a, a celebration of the human heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Community coming together and saying, hey, we're going to do whatever we can.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There is, There was uh, the Golden Age Club that set up a place to go eat and drink and relax. Right in Living. So these are all people that are from Living originally. And mm-hmm. that was half a kilometer from the campsite. So they said, you know what? Anybody comes out of the bush, they're yeah. tired, they need a meal. Just send them over to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of them. So yeah, It's and all stuff that helps, right? You know you're coming back and you're tired, you're sore. Okay, am I going to have to sit on the lawn? Yes. Be nicer to be in the chair. while well, this group gave us yeah. that. Right.
0: And Alexi is not from Levine. No. So this is a, a young child that had come into a campground on a summer holiday with some family members and friends or whatever, and wasn't in her own community. Um, that this whole community, whether they knew her or not, um, came forward to help
3: yep. yeah yeah do
0: you have any other questions or no. how about you mm, no good no. oh then thank you thank you yeah i really look forward to um hearing everything that you went through um from your own perspective so thank you
1: yeah. thank you for having me Anything.